Welcome to the Lover Boy Podcast. My name is Natalie. And I'm Monique. And today we are going to be talking about something a little bit different. Um, I think I think that it was time for us to switch it up a little bit and talk about something a little more serious. Um, although I do feel like the listeners can connect with us, um, some more than others on certain topics, I do feel like it's important to talk about something pretty universal, which is relationships that's how i feel now anyway (laughs) um anytime somebody says relationship i'm like oh i'm exhausted yeah it's just a lot of work and it's so much to keep up with and i don't know (laughs) i mean but it does like okay but it is i guess i'm already thinking about it negatively like i'm not even i know we're already setting we're here's it's not a healing though right yeah so here's the preface um, we are miserable beings and hey. <laughs> no, um, we, we want to talk about relationships. We're going to dabble in boundaries and standards and throw in some healing and self-love. Cause I think it's important that we talk about some gentle things I and, agree. and we're not drinking. We have no alcohol. I know this is, this is going to be rough. <laughs> I have a dry January. I'm not. I'm actually going out tonight, but I, uh, but I love that for you. Thanks. Yeah. Something about alcohol though, I think that it it gets exhausting. So like you can go on these little benders where you're just like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's rage. And then you get to a point where you're like 90 year old grandma, you're two weeks, you're not talking to anybody. You're just in your bed quilting, you know? That's literally me. Yeah. I love that. But that's not me, because I'm actually, because again, I'm going out tonight, so. And I'm in, like, my comfy clothes, ready to freaking watch a movie. (laughs) Yeah, alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're on two different levels right now. No, that, well, (laughs) but I've been alone all week watching. Same. Well, no, that's not true. I had company last night, but I've been alone pretty much the whole week. It's nice. It is, and I feel like once you get into that cycle, you just kind of don't want to do anything. But I think I've gotten over the hill of, like, wanting to go out. And I think I'm kind of moving out of it. Because, you know, I only have two years left in my 20s. Ooh. (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) Um, The thing about, like, being alone is it is nice once you've accepted the fact that you're not lonely. You're just alone. Yeah. And I think that's important because uh, one of my favorite quotes is that the beginning of... Oh, fuck. I'm going to fuck it up now. (laughs) The beginning of peace looks a lot like boredom. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen that too. Yeah. Well, it's on my gravestone. (laughs) So, (laughs) but in essence, it's so easy for us to become codependent creatures. It's habit. Like we do everything is social. Like everything is, the world is catered to couples Mm -hmm. and groups. And when you go to the movies by yourself, you're weird, you know, like... You go to dinner by yourself. That's odd. I feel like that's kind of an old mindset now because I think people see, like, others that go to movies and do stuff by themselves as, like, empowering. That's true. I think back then when people were, were, like, thinking, like, oh, why is that person alone? I think now it's looked at differently because they're like, oh, wow, it takes a lot for them to be on their own and, like, hanging out with themselves. So I think there's different, I don't know. No, that's true. Like, the stigma of that is is changing yeah we're evolving into 
less codependent and more independent and empowered, like you said. That's yeah. a perfect word for it. I mean, you see now, like, less and less people are getting married and doing all yeah. that, and they're just completely comfortable with just living their life alone. And mm-hmm. some people even talk about having kids on their own, too, and it's just like... Yeah. Would you do that? Would you have a kid on your own? I like, thought about it, like, truly, <clears throat> but, I, like, if I ever reached a point where I didn't find my person, but I don't know. It depends on what my life looks like at the time. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, assuming, and I hope your life is beautiful. I hope that you have all the best things, anything that you want. But assuming that your life could potentially end up just you and not a partner because maybe you, your standards are too high or maybe everybody just fucking sucks because that's reality. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Would you consider having a child by yourself? I don't know. It's just... I feel like everybody needs some type of support, and I don't know. Because for me, obviously, I would have to get a donor, too. And then those finances, it would be a lot of planning. But it's funny that you mentioned that because I actually saw a TikTok of this guy, and he's, like, some... I forgot. He's gay, and I guess he was, like, talking about how he, you know, people would constantly disappoint him, Mm. and he just wanted to have a kid of his own. So I guess he um, found a surrogate and he had his own baby and he's taking care of it all by himself. But I feel like he was talking about how he has like support from his family and stuff. And I feel like if I did continue living in San Diego, it'd be a little bit more difficult. So if I looked at it in that way, I might have to reconsider some things. Why? Why? What's the difference with location? What what is that? Just because I'd have more family support if I am doing it by myself. Mm. Because, like, it would be hard. How am I going to go to work? How am yeah. I going to do other stuff? That's true. So, uh, yeah, I get it. Unless I got a nanny. I fell in love with a nanny. <laughs> oh, my God. Now you see? You're going back to being codependent. <laughs> no. We're getting away from that. I'm, like, romanticizing my life now. And you should. Because the uh, root of manifestation is delusion. It is. Mm-hmm. So if you believe it, it just fuck it. it. That's what the fuck it is. That's what I'm learning. I'm learning that manifestation is based solely on the fact that we can imagine something. And that's true because our perception is our reality. Is it always though? It like is. Like if we're going to be manifesting something. Are you saying that if we manifest, it's going to happen for guarantee? Or are you just saying that like... I, I Nothing is going to happen. Like you either make something happen or you don't. Mm-hmm. And it's completely up to you because... You, your perception is I can do this and you take your steps and you know how to attain it, obtain it. So you do what you have to do and you get it. Um, if you know that you want a fucking, uh, new guitar and you know that it's $300 and you have $50, you have to make $250. What do you do? You make two, you figure it the fuck out, right? Yeah, but that works with objects. It doesn't work if. If you're talking about with a person. Why not? Because, like, if you have these certain standards, you're like, I want this, this, and this in a person. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't everybody have someone? No, because the thing is, we're not... Two things. Number one, people are so quick to settle. Because mm-hmm. they're... Because society has told us, you have to be married, kids. 
you have to be in a relationship or whatever it is by a certain age. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're a late in life lesbian. Oh, you're a late in life mother. Oh, this and that. Who cares? We made up the concept of time. So therefore, what the fuck does it matter at what stage in your life you're doing what? Mm -hmm. You know? So the idea of dreaming somebody up is not... I'm not saying like, oh, you just snap your fingers and somebody appears. You have to put in the work. The, the manifestation is not just delusion and it, it, this shit just coming to you. You have to put in the work. Yeah. But so what that looks like is I know what I need. I deserve. I have a checklist of things that I deserve. You go on dates, you meet people, whatever, and you don't fucking settle. You don't give in to that idea that, oh, everything's so fucking rushed. Mm-hmm. And so you say... Okay, Monique, you know what? We went on a date and you didn't check off some of my boxes, so I'm going to go on a date with fucking who, some other girl. I cannot come up with one name right now. <laughs> I wanted to say all these names that I should not say, so let me not do that. Um, so, like, I'm going to go on a date with Nicole, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, Nicole checks some of my boxes, but she doesn't check all my boxes. So now I'm going to go on a date with Jolene. And Jolene, you know what I mean? And then you just have to figure it out. And then you have to look inwards. Okay, now are my standards too high? Now am I actually, like, let's be real. Do I need somebody that has big boobs and they're a scientist? You can, but it's going to take you a lot longer because now you've narrowed your, you know. I think this time around I'm trying to... Be more realistic with my standards, too. I mean, I feel like I had pretty realistic standards, but I think sometimes I get too caught up in, like, certain, like, behaviors. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, ooh, this reminds me of something. Let me stay away from that. Like triggers? And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, triggers. And I don't know. I don't know where to draw the line, but I'm just like, maybe I do need to, like, reevaluate some of the things that I look at. But can you do you want to talk about your standards? Like, give me your top five. I, I know we've touched yeah. on this before, but top three. Top three. Okay. Give me your give me your top standard. Okay. Just tell me anything you like. How about that? I'll do top three. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'll do the ones that are all equal with each other. Okay. So someone who is ambitious and has goals. Uh-huh. Check. Um, someone that um, wants to have kids or is open to the idea of having kids. And someone that, I don't want to, okay, so, like, I would say someone that is family-oriented, but I know not everybody comes from, like, a good family. So Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, put that on them. But, like, someone that would be open to the idea of, like, you know, there's, like, certain family events, they're open to going to it, and, like, you know, they just get along with my family. Yeah. And I get along with their I mean, it's not always going to be, like, you know, rainbows and butterflies, but, like, we could still have respect for each other's family if worse comes to worse. Because I've dated a girl before where um, she wasn't family-oriented. She was very, like, just about friendships, which is great because, you know, friends are family, too. Mm. But she just didn't know how she... And this was one of our issues of why we didn't work out is she didn't know how she was going to fit in with my family. And I'm like, you're not even... You haven't even met them yet. You've met my brother, but that was mm. about it. That sounds like self-sabotage. Yeah. So <laughs> then I was just like, if you... If you aren't open to the idea of, like, you know, 
respecting each other's families and like doing stuff with each other's families then like I don't know that's that's yeah. one of my deal breakers too yeah uh, some of the best uh, family oriented people that I've met have been people that have come from broken homes have been people who maybe didn't have parents you know mm-hmm. and they just wanted something different they always longed for that um, somebody that I know actually one of the best moms that I know loves her kids more than anybody that I've ever seen it's like all about them and she came from uh, not having parents so I don't think it's like I think it's just the person depends really on the person is. yeah because I mean they could they could you know also receive that trauma and not want anything to do with families in general and they're like I don't yeah. want like fuck them kids yeah fuck them. <laughs> yeah no really Fuck them kids. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the child screaming outside. Oh my gosh. So for the listeners, I must tell you that today has not been my fucking day. Um, first of all, my internet's down for some reason. It just went down like 20 minutes before Monique got here. It decided to just do whatever the fuck it wanted. And while I'm troubleshooting with AT&T, there's a child screaming outside my window. And I have no idea what... Like, where he lived. I kept looking out there. It was like a phantom child. And then Monique's like, I don't hear anything. And I was like, oh, so it's just me then. I'm just going crazy. So that goes back to, I don't want I don't want any more kids. I'm okay. Um, I, I, I've never been the type of person that would have a kid on my own, ever. I, it's not mm-hmm. something I want to do. It's not something I desire. I think I've always been in love with, like, the idea of taking care of a woman who has given birth to my child. Mm-hmm. Or, or I am helping her raise her children, and we're raising the child as our own. I am obsessed with the nurturing aspect of, like, mothers and how beautiful that is. And I already feel like all women are just perfect and queens and goddesses. But something about a woman who has your baby, I've always fantasized about, like, taking care of her and... Like, while she's pregnant and stuff? Oh, my gosh, yes, the belly rubs and the foot rubs and getting ice cream and you can wake me up any time of the day, night. I'll be there. I'll do whatever you want. I will nurture the fuck out of you if you're having my child. Oh. But that's probably not going to happen for me and that's okay. But that's not something I wanted on my own, you know? Yeah. I didn't want... We'll never for- say never. <sighs> never. Never? I'm like 85 years old. Yeah. <laughs> no, remember we just said that doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's not like you'd be carrying the kid. No, that that's fucking, that's where I draw the fucking line. <laughs> that is not happening. I wouldn't mind carrying a kid. Yeah. You're looking like a whole mask right now. Carrying a kid, <laughs> all pregnant, how cute. <laughs> With your little glow and your belly. My freaking sweat, my like belly sticking out of my sweater. It's all me and you at Lamaze. They're like, what the fuck is this? Who's the dad? <laughs> both of us. <laughs> We're both daddy. Please don't. <laughs> Why'd you look me so hard in the eye when you said that? <laughs> I wish I hadn't stared at you. Um, I'm uncomfortable. Well, we're sitting in a different position this time. Like, we're across from each we're, other, so I feel like we're just having, like, this table conversation. That's true. Every podcast that we've done, we've been in a different... It's like fucking yeah. feng, feng shui or whatever the fuck that's called. What's your favorite? Favorite. <laughs> oh, don't ask me that! God! <laughs> um, I like to have the girl face down and... <laughs> mm. No, like, is this set up? Oh! That's what I meant! Mm. (laughs) Misread that situation. Uh, 
I do like this. I feel like I wish the table was a little... I feel like we, if we had dicks, we'd be sword fighting because we're so close. We're practically Some scissoring under the... <laughs> okay, we're practically scissoring under the table. Um, okay, so... That, that was an intro. That was, that was it. <laughs> Have a nice night, everybody. Um, okay, okay, so question. <clears throat> Say you find somebody that meets your, your checks your boxes, right? Mm-hmm. And then, because you never really know somebody until you're in a relationship. Somebody can check your boxes all day long and everything's great. And then you're in a relationship or you're, you're, you're put in certain scenarios where it's like, oh, so... When I met your mom, oh, all of a sudden you're like, you know, defensive and you protect your mom and she's being a bitch to me and you're not protecting me and like, you know, things like that. Things that come up later, not necessarily like when you're in the dating. Well, not when you're dating. Like a lot of people who are dating, they're not like going to family functions and shit. Yeah, but there are some people that are in situationships and they're doing very relationship-like stuff. I still don't really know what a situationship is. I just feel like, are we fucking or not? Are we dating or not? Am I meeting your mom? It's a relationship. I mean, it's just I- like the whole. Okay, so like a situationship to me is just everything. Everything in a relationship, you just have not become exclusive with the person, but you're very much. I don't know. I feel like everybody should, has their own definition of it. Should we just x out situationships from like? Should we just make it not a thing? Should we just say that? No, because people are scared of commitment and... It's too easy. It's such an out. Yeah, because the situationship is just like, oh, like, we're basically together, but I could still talk to other people if I wanted to, because we're not together. Well, that's why polyamory was invented. Like, (laughs) what, what are we doing? So what I was saying is, like, say things come up later. So somebody checks checks all your boxes and then... All of a sudden, you start to see things that are like, ooh, I didn't sign up for that. I didn't sign up for that. How do you navigate that? How do you how do you set your boundaries with somebody that you're already sort of invested in, but things mm-hmm. come up later? And you're just like, god damn it, this is the perfect person, but they're a fucking pussy when it comes to my mom. Your mom. Their mom. Well, the thing is, nobody's going to be perfect. And Facts. The, thing, the biggest thing for me is like, whatever, they don't get along with my mom because I think my mom's this or that. But it's also for me, we need to be able to communicate about certain things that makes you uncomfortable. Like, what makes you so uncomfortable with my mom? Like, what is she doing to you Mm. that is making you feel that way? If you can't communicate these things with me, because I, the thing with families, okay, I'm just using mom as an example because you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. But like, I... You don't like my mom? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Because I'll fucking, I've I'll stop this right mom. now. I'm sure I love your mom. I, I know. She's. I've talked to her always. I like her. I don't know. <laughs> She's scary. But anyway, go ahead. No, but like, so if my partner's coming to me with these problems about my mom, I will listen to her. And then if these are like valid concerns, like, you know, we're going to communicate about this. But then I'll also talk to my mom. Mm. And I'm like, I am the frontline person in this because that is my mom and this is my partner. So I need to talk to them. I need to be able to defend my partner. But also, if there's something my mom says about them and I'm just like, oh, okay, I think that's like, you know, it's just all about communication for me. Mm -hmm. It's it's and the, 
the issue would be where I draw the line is where they can't communicate and they're just all like getting super defensive. They don't want to hear me out. Like they just want to like argue. That's where I'd be like, okay, this is not who I want to be with because they're not even willing to communicate with me. We're just arguing back and forth. How are we ever going right. to resolve anything? But how, but what if you're just like, my God, everything about this person's perfect, but we don't see eye to eye on that subject. And they're not well, willing to change. Well, obviously they're not perfect then because it's just like, it's not about willing to change. For me, it's just like willing, just being aware of like, no, it's just like how they're reacting mm-hmm. to, um, how they react to the situation, how they're communicating. If they aren't able to communicate, if they aren't aware of the situation, then that's a red flag to me. And I, you know, need to look at the relationship again. Because obviously, maybe I'm just living in this delusional world and they aren't perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. love is blind. You know what? I've never... So back in 1998, or when the fuck I was listening to Eve, and she sang Love is Blind, and I was sitting there bumping into my room on my fucking boombox, and I was like, love is blind. And I had no idea what the fuck it meant, right? Until I got older, and I was like, you know what? Love really is blind. Like, it doesn't just come out of nowhere. Love, you have these weird goggles on, to the point where it's like... Do you you get this where, like, you have crush on somebody so fucking hard, and then when you're out of it, and you're just like... What the fuck? Uh, What the fuck? Yeah. And it's not even just about looks. It's about... Well, sometimes it is. Sometimes you're just like, this can't be the same person I thought was super hot. Um, I've never really ran into that. But I'm saying like more on an emotional level. Yeah. It's because you're envisioning them in your head in a different way than they actually are. Because perception is reality, right? Because we have said this is what it is. They are a good looking... Mm -hmm person they're everything i've ever wanted until yeah. they're not yeah until they bring you back to reality because infatuation is blind too yes we should we should uh we should make our own song we should hire eve fuck it we should <laughs> infatuation, infatuation is, blind. is blind um but no that's super important about the boundaries so okay so are you like a one flag, two flags, six flags. Like, what do you... How many flags do you see before you're just like, all right, look, this is a problem. And then how many flags between before it's like, I'm out? Okay, so I feel like that's what I'm trying to work on. I think one of the things I need to work on is patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have a low tolerance for dealing with certain things. I think it's just because... I am so used to being single and by myself that if someone comes in, I don't want them fucking up my energy, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm pe- I'm at peace yeah. by myself. Yes, I would love to have someone, but, like, I'm just like, oh, my God, there's so- something that they did that just, like, turned me off. Like, I, the I'm done with them. Yeah, I get the, the infamous, ache so easily. The infamous ick. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I, I, like, start overthinking everything, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're not, they're not this person that I thought they were. They're not, like... I'm just going to cut it off right then. Mm. And I need to, like, be better about that and really, like, look at the situation. I'm like, are these valid concerns? I don't know. I mean, you have know, do you think I, like, have a low tolerance? I think you're a little impulsive with your yeah. snip snip. But I also <laughs> think that, hey, you know what you want and you know what you deserve and you don't put up with shit. 
as opposed to me, who I will literally, you show me all your red flags, girl. I love it. How pretty. I like that. Yeah, show me more. Red is your color. Yeah. Oh, you show me more. Red is the color of love. And so the more red flags you show me, the more I'm just like, mm -hmm, I can change that. So I do have a question for you, though. Please. So like going back to the situationships, relationships, mm -hmm. you know, I feel like since I've never really been in a relationship long-term, you've been in relationships lasting longer than I was alive. <laughs> oh my God, you're not even wrong. You were like a fucking infant when I started being in relationships. I can't help it. I'm a relationship kind of girl. But like, okay, so you've also been, you know, in the talking stages of people's situationships, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you really think it hurts more when a relationship ends versus a situationship? Um, it depends. I will say that some situationships fucked me up, mm -hmm. but I also have been super fucked up by relationships. Um, the longest relationship I was in, 11 years, I walked away almost completely unscathed. The next relationship I was in, I wanted to jump off a building. How were, how long were you with that person? Almost two years, not even a year and a half, like okay. a year and a half. So like, okay, the 11 years, was it just because... You've been with this person so long that you were just kind of like, like, what do you feel after that? Like, you know, after a certain time? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you still want to have sex with them? <laughs> it's different. It's like you get used to it. So mm -hmm. you get comfortable and you get complacent and um, it starts to feel a lot just more like friends and roommates, but you have this deep love for them. Okay. So I had a very deep love for her. I appreciated that, you know. Um, we had a life together, um, from when I was 24 to when I was 35, we had a life together and I loved her for that, but I was not, I didn't lust after her. I didn't feel like I wanted, like, she, I always thought she was hot, but I didn't feel like, um, a rush. And I know that you're not always going to get the rush. I know that. Butterflies equal anxiety. I I know these things. And I think I was just more like... For me, I probably would have stayed with her forever had I not met the next person who made me feel so many things. Like, I can't even describe how she made me feel. But um, if I hadn't met somebody that, like, showed me there was more to life than this complacent situation that I was in, where I thought this is just how the fuck it is. You're just supposed to be bored. I didn't want to have sex with her anymore, but that wasn't be that wasn't her fault. It was kind of her fault. You know what? It was definitely her fault. Um, because because I the because the most amazing sex that I've ever had has been everybody after her. So do you think? Okay, but like, what if those two years was actually the eleven years with that other person? Would you feel the same way? Do you get what Ooh, I mean? okay. So, no, because it's the person. It's, I don't know, because I didn't well, get you there. Don't, yeah, 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 like, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe you did feel these things in the beginning, the first two years of your guys' relationship, and you just don't remember? No, I, I, I felt these things. Uh, it was different. I mean, I think for me, it, because it was my first, like, real relationship, mm -hmm. I sort of felt like I didn't know what I was feeling I didn't know what was normal I didn't know you know like I just knew that I liked her 
mm-hmm. and there was like this attraction mm-hmm. initially and she was giving me attention but you know what looking back that girl was giving me the fucking bare minimum bare, okay. like probably less than bare minimum i don't even know i have no idea what the fuck i was attracted to there you're just settling oh i settled like a motherfucker with the first one yeah i got it right a little bit more the second time except that we were just unhealthy we had to figure that out um and then from there i have not made the best decisions but i will base it only on the fact that i ignore the red flags okay it's sort of a kink show me your red flags and i'll fuck the shit out of you we all like a little (laughs) bit of toxic i guess you know what though i will say though that i've gotten healthier and healthier and healthier and every time somebody breaks my heart I become a better version of myself and then a better version of myself. And every person that I've ever been with or talked to is still in my life with the exception of the 11 year relationship. Every single ex that I've had or talking to what, what do you call them? Sit. Friends? Ew. <laughs> every single friend. Um, ex, ex, no. No, let's, every, every girl that I've ever talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to maintain some sort of friendship with, some sort of relationship with. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at the end of the day, like, they're not bad people and I'm not a bad person. It just doesn't work out. But I have become a better version of myself after every single one of them. And I think that's why I'm able to look back and be like, all right, cool. It just didn't work out. Yeah. We were all each other's stepping stones. Yeah, and then it kind of helps you, like, see what you're looking for in the future with, like, the next person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've... There's, I've been able to take something from every single girl Mm -hmm. and something super positive, something that I liked, something I didn't like. uh, I'll tell you that as the girls went on, my self-worth got bigger and my tolerance for their bullshit got smaller. And that's cool, right? Yeah. That's a nice little taper that happened. It's like a little point for self-respect each time. But now I feel like I'm so healed that I don't even want to entertain. I'm so, I know it's like funny to be emotionally unavailable, but it's not. But it's also something that's super real. Like I'm so emotionally unavailable that the thought of being in a relationship makes me physically ill. I think it's also because like these people that we keep acquiring it just seems like it's a lot of work and the person that you know it should feel so effortless that it should not feel exhausting and I think that's the part that feels draining is just like keep meeting these people that like are so disappointing and it's just like so much energy goes into it and for what like you already know the outcome of it and it's just yeah you play the tape through yeah I think that's what why it's important to that's why it's important to pay attention to the red flags that's yeah. why it's important to like early on. not settle. Yeah. yeah. And it's like we get caught up in the idea of, but this person writes me poetry or this person is so hot. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose them, yeah. you know, and we stay for the wrong reasons and whatever. But <clears throat> the thing is, um, I don't know. I think the more people, disapp- at least for me, the more people disappointed me, mm-hmm. the uh, less time it took to heal. I will... Well, I left the first relationship, but that second one fucked me up so bad. Um, and the third one fucked me up pretty bad. And then by the fourth time, I was just like, all right, I'm sad, but I'm fucking not going to sit here and cry about it. 
I think for me, um, even though I haven't like been in a real relationship, which which is kind of why I asked you um, the situationship versus relationship thing, I asked you like, you know, does it hurt more when you're in a relationship? It's because when I was going through my heartbreak with the person that I dated for like a year, um, you know, I had people that supported me in my life at that time because I was just like going through it like I wasn't getting out of bed I like my cousin was door dashing me food because I just wouldn't eat I was like I was like what the fuck is this because I've never mm. felt that before but like someone told me it was like and it it was just like it was kind of hurtful because they're like why are you so hurt by this you guys weren't even together mm. and I'm like how, who are you to tell me how I'm feeling? Because just because I wasn't exclusive with them, because I still... Because of the label. Yeah, because of the label doesn't mean I didn't feel what I felt. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that just aggravated me. So that's why I was asking you because I'm like, the relationship, situationships, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know what it is for relationships, you know, but I never really understood why that upset me but i was just like i kind of felt like they were downplaying my feelings by saying that well they were definitely invalidating them yeah but you know what i found that people who have never been through it they have no idea what they're either talking about or how it feels yeah they don't they're like why don't you just get over it well because your feelings are valid monique you know yeah like it doesn't matter if you're talking to somebody for a month or you were with someone for a year the level of pain that you have is based on the idea of the relationship that you created. Mm -hmm. So if you had said it was incredible and it was all these things, you're allowed to hurt as much as you want. Now, I'm like really in touch with spirituality. So like there are things that I'm learning about how we um, can control those emotions and we can just switch it off in essence seems impossible because we're like, well, we're just humans. But we're humans with the ability to do fucking anything, which includes controlling our emotions. But that goes, that's deep. We'll do that next time. We'll talk about all that. This time it's healing. This time it's just about emotional shit that humans go through. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. So, I know we wanted to, like, revolve around um, healing are there certain things that you would do to get you through your healing periods? Yeah. Um, so I'm referring to my second. Okay. So with that, I didn't have any idea, number one, what I was even doing in general. Number two, I had no idea how to navigate heartbreak like this. Now, I had been hurt before by other girls, um, but not, not on that level. So for me, I didn't know what I was doing. I felt very lost. Um, crying helped a lot. But you know what helped more was all of the friends that showed up. And they didn't have to. I was beating a dead horse. And probably for a good year, I would just call and call and talk about the same shit with different friends. And then, you know, everybody who showed up for me, I could not thank them enough. Because if you just talk about it, talk about it and talk about it I did go to therapy but I felt like therapy wasn't even as therapeutic as it was talking to my friends mm -hmm. because they have emotional involvement too so for me it was talking 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 now for the second one it was journaling 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 it was like okay I'm not gonna go back and like I, now I've got something to say and I'm a little bit angry so here I am like raging on fucking pen and paper you know 
So um, that that helps. So journaling is actually so fucking... I can't believe that just writing out shit on paper. Because I tried all the like burning sage and writing their name on bay leaves and all the shit that like burning the candles, the, the connection, whatever, the little rope. I tried everything Wiccan and then I moved on to like, okay, let me just write this out. Cause I, I heard that if you write a letter to the person, it makes you feel better. And that progressed into journaling. Journaling helps a lot. I think so. Like I tried journaling and for me, I don't know what it was. It, it just like didn't work. But what I did, I mean, I guess this is the same thing as, you know, you said the letter. Mm-hmm. I would, like, write out a text message in my notes, just, mm-hmm. like, letting it all out. I felt like that kind of helped me. But um, also going back to, like, the friends and stuff, that was a huge thing for me. And I know there's certain people, uh, that girl that I dated for a year, especially, um, there was this one friend, and she would literally, like, try to FaceTime me every day. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I know the first day, like, when we ended it, she um she basically FaceTimed me all day. Like, the only time we weren't FaceTiming was when I went to go take a shower. Mm-hmm. And then we came back. But I appreciated that so much because mm-hmm. I'm just like, these are the people that helped me get through it. And, like, for that, it's just like, these are the people that are really showing up for me. And I feel like that's what... It's like, I am loved, you know, even though I'm not with this person anymore, there are people that cared about me and that's, you know, that was huge. You know what you don't want to do is try to find, um, your healing in the person that hurt you. So what that looks like is the person who you're in a relationship with, they decide, oh, I think that I'm not feeling it. I just want to be friends. And so then they feel bad, so they want to nurture you. They want to take care of you. They'll sit there and they'll listen to you over and over, talk about how fucking hurt you are, and they'll validate your feelings. But it's like, but you're the one that hurt me. And I think I found myself probably at least once, and also on the other side being that person. Um, like, that if they hurt you, they're not going to heal you. What I read this quote the other day that said, so in essence, it's like, don't you dare give the healed version of yourself to the person that hurt you or the mm. person that created whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like once you heal, don't you dare go back to the person that hurt you. So wait, so you're saying somewhat like you're leaning on a person that hurt you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so unhealthy. Because it's kind of, yeah, it's just kind of like... I feel like it gives you false, like, it gives you this false um, security. That, but it gives <laughs> you a false security. Yeah. Because I'm sure that they have good intentions, and I'm sure they didn't want to hurt you. But the reality is that when somebody hurts you, you the only way that you're going to heal is by getting away from that person. You have to. And it doesn't mean that they're a bad person, and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. When you get bit by a snake, do you sit there and fucking ask the snake why it bit you? And let the snake slither around you? No. Because there's a chance the fucking snake will bite you again. Yeah. So you get away from the snake. You go get help. You know? You don't just wonder why the snake bit you and start asking the questions and let it fucking nurture you. Yeah. Right? No, I agree. Yeah. Now, I'm guilty of this, but only because I took the... We took our time apart to heal separately. And we, me and my ex, were able to come back as friends. But you were the one that hurt. Her. No. She was on the hurry. Yes. 
Mm. No, because you said you've done that too. Oh, I've been the one that has sat there while my first girlfriend, or um, she was my fiance, while my first person relationship. Mm. Uh, we need to come up with nicknames. We're going to have to come up with like thing one, thing two. That's so disrespectful. No, <laughs> no. not things. Not things. Names? No. Names. Yeah, we should, huh? It's like, um, this name has been changed for the protection of the, <laughs> the actual persons involved. Any relation is not my fucking fault. <laughs> no, but I sat there and I definitely like felt guilty for when I did hurt her. And I let her cry to me and I let her tell me what a piece of shit I was. And I, I validated her feelings, you know. But I knew that I wasn't going to get sucked back, in, sucked back into it. So, I don't know. I just feel like... Um, she needed to not be dependent on me for healing. I yeah. wasn't going to give it to her because I was very emotionally involved with somebody else. And that wasn't fair to anybody at the time. Not myself, not the other girl, not this one, you know. I mean, I think that's just like what a lot of people do is they look at the person that they were romantically involved with for that support. Yeah, sometimes it's just the comfortability. Yeah, it's that, and they, it's, it's just like, oh, you know, they used to listen to me when we were together. They're going to listen to me now, but it's going to look, I mean, they don't see it. It's like, oh, this, you know, they may have another person, but I don't know. They, they want to like lean on that comfort so much. And it's just like, you know, you're not going to have that support person anymore. You guys aren't together. Yeah. So you can't expect and, that from them. Well, not only that, but I think it's misleading, you know, for somebody in a vulnerable state, I think it's misleading that you are holding them at night, you know? The idea is that I've been on both sides, and so I know how fucked up it is to have the person who hurt you hold you, you know? Because it's a, it's a false sense of security yeah. and comfort. And the fact is, like, that person is in love with somebody else, and she's holding me because she feels bad, mm. you know? And I try to be very... I try my best to be intentional now. I, I don't, I don't, I can't say that I haven't hurt somebody since, but I will say that I, I'm definitely much more aware of like, I don't want to fuck with your feelings mm -hmm. because it fucking sucks. So I try to be anyway. I think that it just makes us better people when we're more aware of like where our faults are and like mm. we could point out where, what we did wrong and just come from like an understanding point, like. There's some people that won't even admit when they are, like, when they're in the wrong. And they'll just be like, oh, no, like, you fucked me over. And it's like, no, this was mutually, like, we both did things to, like, fuck each other over. But yeah. they're so set on, like, you fucked me over. And it's like, I know I fucked you over, but you also fucked me over, too. Yeah, but hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And I think that is, it all goes back to... Find somebody that checks your boxes. Good communication is the number one, like, fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Somebody who can sit here and be like, hey, I'm, I hear you. And it took me a long time to, to realize this. Like, I was always, like, on the defense. I was like, no, but you did this. And, no, and then, oh, no, I don't give a fuck and I'll just leave, you know, run away, whatever it was. But it's so important to sit there in the, uncomfor uh, in the uncomfortable space and you tell me what I did to you, and I'm going to do my best to try to understand so that I can, A, validate that these are your feelings and they are very real, even if that's not how I saw it. And B, we can try to talk through it 
so we can come to some sort of like compromise compromise common ground yeah. something but i want the same yeah i want you to also be able to reciprocate the fact that i'm sitting here trying to validate and understand even though i i want to tell you my side too yeah. so that we can just be like okay cool so and that's incredibly healthy that is yeah if you find two people like that together that is the healthiest i feel like that it could get if both sides could validate each other i feel like that's that's the best thing and the, for me there's no such thing as over communicating right i mean i know this there's like a fine line of like oh this is like some someone's just nagging beating at me a, constantly and beating a dead horse yeah but for me i don't think there's anything there's no such thing as over communicating or whatever mm -hmm. but like it's also over communicating communicating in general means like validating each other's feeling not like oh you did this this and this and that it made me feel this way not yeah. nagging at them but also not just... and not having a victim mentality because yeah. a lot of people do you know a lot of people are like you did this mm -hmm. and i'm hurt and now you have to make up for it you have I mean, to I, did, I i have a little bit of a victim mentality but i am trying to get better at that and like trying to be more understanding but, um, I yeah, mean, I think it's just all about validating one another. And, and you're not born with all these tools. You're not born knowing how to fucking communicate. You're not born knowing how to have a healthy relationship, especially if you, that's not something that you've seen. Yeah. You know, we are all just out here figuring it the fuck out every single day. Every mm -hmm. single time we do something wrong, every time we're wronged, we are figuring it the fuck out. And you know what's really cool is that once we do have these tools, then we can start showing our friends or people we care about like, hey, outside perspective, this is a red flag. This is how it is. Remember when I told you that girl was love bombing you? Yeah. Okay. I didn't see it. I wouldn't have right. seen it if and you I'm, didn't tell me. Right. And I was like, Monique, Monique I, I know that you like this girl, but it feels very love bomby, mm -hmm. you know, and you, I, again, I'm going to support you. I'm your friend. I'm going to be here, but I want you to know that. And I want the best. I If this works out, great, because I know you like her. But it feels very love bomby. Like, mm -hmm. she shouldn't be this going this hard this fast. Yeah. And only because I've been um, guilty of that. But, like, I mean, I, like, respect all the input that I get from my friends and stuff. And I take that with me, too. Especially because since I haven't experienced a long-term relationship, there are certain things I don't know. And if they tell me something, I'm like, oh my gosh, this does sound like that. Like, maybe I need to, like, look into that a little bit more and see what that's about before I get too involved with this person. Mm -hmm. But also not trying to self-sabotage myself. Right. Kind of, like, taking it with a grain of salt at first and seeing. But it feels like if it keeps getting worse and worse, and I'm like, yeah, no, they're right. I think it, you you have, like, this mental file cabinet. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to put that in here, and we're going to see if we ever need that. Yeah. I was talking to this girl once, um, and she said she didn't know what love bombing was or ghosting. And I was oh like, gosh. first of all, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> She's like, I never got ghosted. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think she knew what the term was. But um, I, I, I told her what love bombing was. And then um, it's funny because some people just don't know. They mm -hmm. just don't know things. You know, They don't know that what they're doing right here... <sighs> is exactly what I asked you not to do or you know like I honestly feel like I heard love bombing like first time from you and that wasn't even that long ago really 
Yeah, I I don't remember like knowing, like I feel like I've heard of it, but I didn't know what it like really entailed until what you told me. And I'm like, oh, this is what that is. You know what's funny is that when I was with my um, my two-year ex, mm. she she's a therapist. Mm -hmm. So I used to sit on the couch and listen to her um, in school. when This was before she was, she works for the police department now as a therapist, but... This is before all that. I used to sit there and listen to her classes because it was online because it was during the pandemic. And I learned so much shit, like love bombing. I think that's actually where I learned it. Um, mm. Gaslighting. I didn't know what the fuck gaslighting was before. Do you know what gaslighting is? Yeah, I know what gaslighting okay. is. Okay. Have you been gaslit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, You've gaslit me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, that's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. I, I admit it. Would you like to talk about it? Would you like to have a conversation, a healthy conversation about it, where I can validate your feelings but continue to gaslight you? Because <laughs> actually, you're the one that gaslit me. <laughs> and so that, healthy. Yeah, and that is gaslighting. <laughs> um, but yeah, some a lot of the shit that I learned was during an unhealthy relationship while listening to her become a therapist. Cool, right? Weird. It's ironic. Um, but you know what? It's all about who's willing to put in the work to be a better version of themselves. So yeah. unhealthy, toxic, um, I don't, I, narcissism, it, do you know what that is? Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I, I've never been like so involved with a narcissist, I guess. Yeah. Like, to where it drains me, but I don't know how to get out of it. Oh, Like yeah. I've never been in that position. So whenever someone tells me that they like this person did this to them, this person did this to them. I'm just like, why don't you just leave? Because I, I don't understand how hard it is. Yeah, it's so hard to leave. But um, but the thing about narcissists is that I think that I've heard that you they don't change. I, I, I believe that. that everybody's capable of change, but I feel like if you are unwilling to admit that you have traits of narcissism mm -hmm. or that you are an unhealthy person and you would like to get work on, you know, work for yourself, work, what? You, you want to like, work on yourself? You want to go to work? <laughs> By yourself. <laughs> yeah. You want to work on yourself. As long as you're willing to admit that, hey, I know I'm a fucking shitty person, mm -hmm. but I'm working on it. And it's I don't want to be a shitty person. It's like the same with like, you know, people um, that have addictions. You know, it's, that's exactly right. They're not going to be able to change anything until they admit that they do have a problem. I think it's, I, I think that it's all just the scrambling of our brains you know some of it's chemically induced and some of it's just the chemicals in our brains that go brain. can i have Take it, it out. can i have it okay we're gonna cut this short i'm gonna do a lobotomy <laughs> we're gonna switch brains for a minute you don't want that it's a fucking <laughs> sick world up here you don't want it you don't know what's in here uh, I feel like it's very vanilla compared to what oh I've got, what I've got going on up here. Vanilla. Ask, listen, how many other friends do you have that are as open, liberal, and all these things? How how many other me? people? No. What do you mean? I'm not liberal. I'm not. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I'm a sick fuck when it comes to my mind, and I just well, I, I just I reached that point with you. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> I know some have I try to mask it because I'm like I don't want to like scare anybody away but like there's a lot going on up here you don't want this I'm constantly thinking about everything all at once I feel like literally I, everything I mean my issue is that I just overthink a whole lot it's like exhausting do you have a Roman Empire 
Do you know what that is? A Roman Empire. So a Roman Empire is a TikTok thing. It's basically like, what do you think about every single day? There's like something that stays on your mind all the time. It's Mm. like men, I guess. Men, they ha- they their thing is like, oh, they think about the Roman Empire every day, at least five times a day. Who knows why? I thought they were referring to the Roman Empire as their dick. What? I don't know. I thought I I thought I've heard oh, of Roman. Maybe Empire. you are a sick fuck. <laughs> what kind of porns like are you watching? No, I'm seeing TikTok and I, like, I don't know. Never mind. Never mind. That was dick talk, <laughs> and I'm not a part of that community. <laughs> Ass. We gotta stop talking about men. What? Who? What is that? Who? Hmm? Women. Well, man. <laughs> Please don't over say that. Well, man. He's only Cat Williams. <laughs> Another man. Look at us. Um, what were we talking about before we got on Roman dicks? Empire. Roman Empire. What's your Roman Empire? What do you think about every single day? At least one or two, three times a day. One or two, three times. Like, generally? Yeah, like... If I'm talking to someone, I'm thinking about them. Yeah. But, um, or if, yeah, that, or I'm thinking about my finances, or I'm thinking about... Mm-hmm. What else? Vanilla. What do you mean? Wait, tell me what you're thinking about then. No. I'm thinking about stuff that stressed me out. And that's me overthinking. That's your Roman Empire? Things is Roman Empire supposed to be, like, positive? I don't know. I don't it sounds very positive. Like, oh, my gosh. It just sounds like empire. something that's, like, here's a situation or a moment in time or a history um, fact that I think about every day. It's just, like, one of those things that stays on my mind. For me, it would probably be a certain situation, one of the best nights of my life you know like one of those kind of things like you're envisioning you're picturing it in your head yeah like my roman oh. empire is like a date i had a year ago you know or something like, like that. You, is it kind of like making a story in your head no no okay that's daydreaming right that's something different or yeah that's delusion daydreaming whatever you want because i do a lot of that Oh, good. That's I told important. you i told you that like sometimes to fall asleep i like make a story in my head yeah. Like a delusion to help me fall asleep. I, you're not alone. A lot of people do that. I always thought I was like alone on that and I'm like weird for doing it. But I just like think of like a happy moment. And I like try to think of diff- like who's in there. What's going to make me happy. And I like, you know, make that little story in my head. And that helps me fall asleep. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're alone in that. And it's funny because I see on TikTok, it's like when the person gets swapped out, the person that you think about before bed, the story that you make up before bed has this person in it. Mm-hmm. And then th- that person gets swapped out because like you start talking to somebody else oh, or whatever, that you know, <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But uh, whatever to get through life. Crushing's fun though. I will say that. Crushing? Yeah, crushing's fun. I mean, I do eventually want somebody who doesn't disappoint me. I would like to end up with some I want to be with the same person every day and night and make them feel like amazing but I'm not gonna stop until that shit's reciprocated I'm tired of giving girls all of all everything I have including like poetry and all the cute things and I I literally have so much shit to offer I think it's harder it's becoming harder and harder to find somebody that reciprocates but I think I'm also barking up the wrong tree yeah I think I'm Going for people who are, like, emotionally unavailable. Because that's what you're attracted to. Or straight. 
Yeah. That's what you're attracted to. But there are there are people out there that would appreciate that and reciprocate that. Mm-hmm. You're just not interested because they are boring to you. Are you are you making this personal? <laughs> Wait, I told you it's never gonna happen. <laughs> My God. I feel like every single podcast, people will probably think. Yeah. If they only saw that both of us have boxers on and fucking we look straight. Messy ass bun on. Have a hat on. We just straight dudes. Just two dudes talking about. romance. Yeah. That's what it is. Talking about all the grilliest things. Well, I will say that the absolute best thing you can do for yourself is self-love. And I think that we should have an entire podcast dedicated to... All of all things of uh, delusion, self love, and manifestation. I feel like that's what this was. Well, it's not because <laughs> we didn't touch on any of that shit. But we we did. But like, I think we could have a whole podcast where we just talk about spirituality and shit like that. I don't know too much about spirituality. Then but... let me teach you. Okay. Can we do that? Yeah. Can we have a whole podcast where I just like teach you spirituality. not lecturing just like putting you on girl like i like that i like when people are interested but i also feel like more people would be interested if you just give it up and be delusional with me we can all just be so fucking happy just be delusional mm-hmm. i could try see <laughs> god open your mind legs mouth do it okay well on that note do you have anything else you want to say no i'm good okay i hope that everybody's starting off the new year super cool and you're all just out here figuring out your resolutions stick to it because you know we don't yeah by march it's gonna be by march what i'm talking for myself (laughs) i have resolutions i hope to keep them throughout the year so you know what you don't even have to hope you just have to fucking do it yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, we'll be um, we'll be around some other time. Yeah, we'll be in touch. I'll have your people call my people. All right. Bye, guys. Till next time. Love you. Love you, babies. Ew! I'm not gonna leave that in. <laughs>